0: Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tissy Homer?
1: <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on?
0: I need one myself. <sighs> it's one of them days over here, brother.
1: One of them days. Hump day, you know. We're recording on Wednesday, obviously. You're hearing this Thursday morning. I'm a little jealous because you're closer to the weekend. Yeah. A little closer to some college football action, which is starting to pick up, brother. I'm starting to hear shit talking from all the fan bases coming into this one. It feels a little a little cocky, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know if you're picking up the same thing I am, but... I'm I'm picking up some of these other programs, anticipating a victory over a opponent that Vegas thinks is going to be extremely close.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks you're going to win every <laughs> week, Shane. There's nothing uh, groundbreaking about that. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Because, you know, one thing that uh, I'm really already over, Shane, it's, I mean, hell, we're at the midway point. Mm-hmm. But we still got these clowns out here. Speaking of clowns, uh, we got these clowns out here. Tennessee ain't played nobody. Yeah, Kentucky ain't played nobody except for Georgia. Nigga, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like right. another week of nothing but SEC action. Those those people will still be saying the same damn thing, but we'll have a lot more answers on teams like Tennessee, A and M, Kentucky, Mizzou, Florida, South Carolina, and maybe even LSU, Auburn this weekend as right. those teams go head to head to head, to head, to head, to <laughs> head to, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely but it also feels like some teams are going to get exposed this weekend you know that old uh, cartoon with the uh, scooby doo and all them and they finally catch the monster and they get to the very end and they tear the mask off and we find out exactly who's under there i think that's what we discover this weekend with some of these programs like you said like a Tennessee, like a Kentucky, you know, somebody that we've kind of – Missouri, that's another one, that you, we've kind of skewed on a couple of games. We don't exactly know what they are yet, but we'll find out Saturday if it's if they really are a good team right. or have we been duped this entire time.
0: Yeah, and um, Shane, I don't want you to give it away. <laughs> I even <laughs> said don't tell me because I don't like to know. <laughs> I don't like to – I mean, because I might throw so much money on Vegas, it like shifts the line that they have yeah. to shut it down. You know, like that has happened before where insider knowledge has has caused real problems. Yes. So as soon as we all find out about your uh, lock, we shouldn't even call it a lock anymore, but whatever, your curse of the week, you've already kind of figured that out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my bookie. You know, we I'd run over there the minute this man says it. But can you not give us clues, but just, Maybe give us hints as to how upset you think that fan base that you're about to lock down. How how upset they gonna be, Shane? Are there are they?
1: I think they're gonna be very upset, <laughs> Mike. And and because I've seen them in my mentions already, pleading for me not to pick them for mm. several weeks. Mm. So, but the time, I mean. This time, the has, time come. has come. I've already got it locked up. I know exactly I was... who I want. Right, In fact, right. I've got the meme ready and everything. I'm going to send that out. You know, um, I know exactly who I, I'm feeling. Ex- but here's the thing, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go into a game picking one that I think is going to lose. <laughs> I go into a game thinking of one that is going to win, and I, I cannot wait to tell you why this program is going to break the streak. <laughs> because they are, uh, and, and I'm not – again, we get – Yeah, we'll get to that tomorrow. A couple in, I yeah. may end up telling you, <laughs> on, on a Thursday show. All right. But be sure to tune in tomorrow. <laughs> I will have that lock for you. Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, preview show, Shane. That's normally what we would have done yesterday, but the midseason report yeah. and all that. So, preview show, this one. Let's start A M, Tennessee. Tennessee, slight favorite, three-point mm-hmm. favorite at home. Big time matchup. Big time. Tennessee's had two weeks to prepare. AM's coming off the loss, their first SEC loss. I know I've buried them. I buried Jimbo and all that. Hell, I'm making Jimbo Fisher tattoo bets out yeah. here. They're still alive. They need Bama to lose twice, but they're still alive. They only have one loss in conference play. Thoughts on this one, buddy? Tennessee's won 13 in a row at home. Yeah. A&M's lost seven in a row on the road. Streaky game. But if you were to ask me, Team A, Team B, just looking at the rosters, looking at the players, I think AM has got the better team. Yeah. But they are going to Neyland Stadium. It <laughs> ain't easy. Checkerboard yeah. Neyland, you know. Well,
1: my thing is, because I agree with you. If you're going roster against roster, I like A&M's roster better. I just think they got more talent. But how many times have we walked into a game saying that and walked out of the game with a loss? So that that being the case, you can't just pencil them in as an easy victory. And I'm that's one of the fans I'm seeing a lot. Of. I don't know, maybe because I follow a lot of Vols, you know, and I keep getting the retweets on my feed, but – you know, a very, very confident fan base coming up here to Knoxville, and, and you just mentioned some crazy stats, not just Tennessee side, but just the fact you've not won on the road in a year and a half to come out here and say, hey, we're going to do it in Knoxville at night. Okay. You know, so right. that that's kind of where I'm at with them is it's, you know, one of one of the fan bases is going to be eating some humble pie Saturday.
0: So Tennessee leads the SEC in rushing. Yeah. A&M – Leads in stopping the run. hmm Tennessee largely ineffective passing. A M can't stop the pass. Yeah. Strength on strength, weakness on weakness. Who should feel more confident in those cr- critical areas? So I, I guess what I'm really asking you, Shane, can Tennessee run on AM? Mm-hmm. Can AM stop a run? Can Tennessee throw on A and M? Can AM stop Joe Milton, Josh Heupel, and company?
1: Well, you think they could, you know? I mean, if you're just if you simplify it that way, you keep saying, "Well, yeah, there's an opportunity here for the Vols just to just burn them up in the secondary." But
0: no, Brew McCoy makes it yeah. more difficult. Well, I
1: mean, it's not just Brew McCoy again. It's Joe Milton. What? Yeah. What's Joe Milton shows up here if it's Joe Milton last week? Yeah, or yeah, I could see it. You know, like he did with South Carolina. But had Joe two Milton, picks
0: in that game though
1: well still it took chances though you yeah. know and and uh, i i think if you get joe milton florida then then we're screwed so <laughs> you know i mean it could go either way and and then you could say the same about texas a&m is this the week they decide to to play like a top five program you know so mm-hmm,
0: um mm-hmm,
1: vol- mm-hmm. volunteers have had two weeks to pre- prepare for this one a&m coming off a, a i mean a gut check last week against alabama and and so you're going to be a little bit hung over too so i don't know there's a couple of things a couple of factors if you're looking at the emotional side i like tennessee if you're looking at the physical side i like texas a&m and i think that's why we're going to have a hell of a football
0: game saturday how about these stats shane joe milton Mm -hmm. 14th in the sec passing yards per attempt so not good Squirrel White's their leading receiver. Yeah. He's 20th in the SEC in receiving yards. Not not great. Uh, 74th in the country in pass plays of 30 or more yards. Explosive passing. Mm -hmm. They were number one in the country last year. Right. Tennessee's number 10 passer rating in the SEC and league games. So I say all that, Shane. And then I've heard Tennessee fans will. it's because we're running so good. You know, we ain't going to throw it all over the yard, if we can, which that's fair. But I just don't think you're going to be able to run all over a So my question to you, Shane, Joe Milton, is he the one that's got to win this game for Tennessee? And what's your confidence level that he can do it?
1: Joe Milton will decide this football game without a doubt. If he can't stretch this field, we can't run. Mm. It, it goes hand in hand, you know. It's like some some teams like the years past. You always you got to set up to run to get to the pass. You know, it's like right. Tennessee's the opposite. They've got to be able to stretch this field, or people are going to start cheating up in the box. Like mm-hmm. again, I keep referencing the Florida Gator games. It's not just that one. It's other programs they've played, right? And that's why they're not as efficient, or why we don't run as much. So. You go three and out, man, that's a long time before you get the ball back on a program like Texas A&M. So, yes, it comes down to the arm of Joe Milton, the confidence of Joe Milton. And it does also, I'm going to sprinkle in, somebody else has got to step up on the outside. It can't just be Squirrel White. Bruise out, and, and that's sad. But there are other highly touted receivers in that room like Keaton, Thornton, I mean, you you name it, that were promised to the Vol Nation that they were going to be impact players this year, and they've not done that. This is the week they've got to separate. They got to find number two, number three this weekend.
0: But, Shane, if you would have told me last week that Bama needed 300 something pass yards from Milroe and 200 receiving yards from Burton to beat yeah. AM, I would have said, buddy, I'm going to Vegas. I'm putting it all on A&M. Yeah. But those guys got it done. They had career day. So, you know, get, what's your confidence level on A&M? To kind of flip the script after, I don't want to say getting embarrassed because that's not the right word, but just falling short, you know, another disappointment. Yeah. Can you just – can you shake that off going into one of the toughest environments in all of college football with basically your season – I you know the season's not done if they lose it. Yeah. But a really good season dashed. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to repeat myself, but the wheels come off. I think yeah. if you get embarrassed, you know, you you lose by three points or whatever. Like this, I don't think you, that's an embarrassment, but you lose by ten or fourteen or something like that. I think a And M's going up in flames. So what's your confidence level that a And M can kind of get off off the mat, shore up some deficiencies? and limit this Tennessee offense and the the, the de- I mean the defense, I don't have much concern about the run defense right. and, and even A&M's offense, I think will have a fairly good day. Cause I just have so much faith in Bobby Vitrino.
1: My biggest concern for, for A&M is that offensive line, you know, because I guarantee all that, all them defensive linemen in Knoxville yeah. are licking their chops thinking about living in the backfield like Bama did. You know, they're going to bring the pressure. And so I don't think this game really comes down to max. I don't think it really comes down to, like you said, the defense stopping the run. I think it comes down to production on that offense, which is going to involve those big uglies up front. If they can't keep, because that's the that's the recipe for beating the balls is keeping your offense out there, keep moving the chains, shorten this game. Don't don't play toward volunteer strength and and if they if they're three and out, you know, then that's just going to favor Tennessee. And right. I don't know if Texas A and M can keep up score wise if they play that game because that's just the way it is. But if the offensive line Texas A and M comes and plays and keeps Max clean then if he's got time back there, he's got plenty of weapons to find out there and, and A&M's going to win. So you can kind of – it's it, you see saw it around. I just – my confidence level is more concerned for Milton on Tennessee than offensive line for Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, and AM leads the SEC in sacks, mm-hmm. Tennessee second. Yeah. They were first till they got the buy – you know, they – so over under – I'm trying to think of where to put this. Eight and a half sacks combined. Combined for for the teams on because I think it's fair to say, you know, I'm not saying their offensive lines are bad. Yeah, but the offensive lines have been bad, right? So maybe they are. Maybe they are. But uh, I think they're both clearly at a disadvantage in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I do too. But I, I I'm going to go under okay. because I think I think A and M repairs some of the damage that was created last week. There's no way they could come in with the same recipe for for production because if they do then Tennessee will have a ton of sacks in this game uh I, I expect quicker passes more screen you know little stuff like that just to yeah. kind of get some of that pressure off of them early because Tennessee is very very aggressive I mean you thought Bama was aggressive the volunteers are going to have them ears pinned back but that could create more explosive plays uh in Bobby Petrino's system um, you know kind of taking advantage of that
0: are you a believer in the checker kneeling curse <laughs>
1: well, I don't i we have so many curses floating <laughs> yeah. around uh, you know I, I know all about the curses and, yeah. and uh no i'm i'm not I'm not worried about the checker. It gets okay. the fans pumped up and and you know that's something to be said. You know, there were some times during that Miami game they were rattled and they had like 38 family members up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like it was, you know, it felt like a high school game. So in kneeling, that could be a factor that, you know, maybe we're overlooking as well. Okay. A&M's really good at stopping the run. What are some of the emphasis you're going to be stressing in your run game this week to try to be successful?
2: Yeah, they're good at stopping the run. They're good at getting after the quarterback too. Um, You know – uh, First of all, they got really good skill, um, and when I say that, I'm talking about their big skill up front too. Um, they're physical, they're dynamic, they're thick. Uh, they play strong. They're multiple up up front. Um, they've created a bunch of negative yardage plays in, in the run game, and uh, that's given them the ability to go get after the quarterback, uh, second and long, third and long too. So. Uh, you got to do a great job in communication. Um, you got to win some one-on-ones when you're in a a one-on-one. Your double team's got to be good enough to to change the way the the line of scrimmage looks, too. So, um, big test for us uh, up front and and across the board offensively. Physical guy. Can you put your finger on some of the struggles on the road the last couple of seasons, and have you thought about changing anything?
3: Well, change how you approach. I mean, what do you – Go to the hotel this day, that time. What you approach is your maturity, how you play, you know, see, you know how you practice. We'll do things different. We'll crank up maybe more crowd noise. We'll crank up more situations. We'll do – you know, we always – that constantly does change. And usually on the road what happens, mature teams play well on the road, mature teams that are confident and trusting things and, and believe in themselves. It's hard. But I mean, you just saw Alabama, what they have, eight eight false starts? I mean, they had 11 penalties or 10, 11 penalties. They had eight false starts and. the – a group of guys. So, I mean, you know, you're on the road in this league. It's hard. Tennessee is one of those hard places. But hopefully your maturity and your leadership, and we're a little bit older this year, uh, hopefully those things will help. And, again, stay in focus. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's what happened in this game in the first part of that second half. We had a critical mistake when we got a turnover. That you know could have had a big play coming back, and we got to sustain. You know, and we got to create, pick up our short yard. We got to do a better job in short yardage and picking those things up. And you know, hopefully that's what it gets down to. So we're always changing reps, how we what we do in practice, what we do on. You know, we, we change constantly and try to look for things or our different ideas from different coaches who've you know had success at different times. Second How
0: about this matchup, Shane? Big time SEC East showdown could be the showdown for number two, and hell could be Missouri catapult them to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mizzou at Kentucky, both with just one loss on the season, but they both came last week. Yeah, so this is kind of a battle of who can respond. Dream season kind of dashed, and when I say dream, I just mean undefeated, you yeah. know, obviously. But uh, LSU ended Missouri's streak, Georgia ended Kentucky's. How about this stat, Shane? Kentucky is four and one against the spread as a home favorite of a field goal or less. So tight ball game since 2019. And the four covers were double-digit wins. So they won massively. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that has, you know, doesn't necessarily mean much for this matchup. But I think this one is all about who responds. Yeah. Because I think we got two quality teams. But I also believe that college football is unique in that momentum and, you know, uh, these young players and their psyche, you know, yeah. sometimes you get humbled. You never recover. Right. Whereas I think a lot of times the teams, you know, maybe they're not that good. Maybe they struggle against Pitt. Maybe Florida is in their head and yeah. it, and it's a close one. But you start winning those games and then you say, well, hell, we, we beat LSU. Oh, shit, we beat Alabama. Yeah. We can win it all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it yeah. builds and builds and builds. For One of these teams is going to build, and I think one of them – the air is going to come out of the balloon on Saturday night in Lexington. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this matchup, Missouri at Kentucky?
1: It kind of reminds me of last year's Ole Miss and Tennessee. You know, like you said, there's one, like the positive side. It's like Tennessee is like, oh, shit, we're still in this game. Oh, wait, we can beat Alabama. You know, we could go toe-to-toe with, with the updogs, you know. So that's kind of one side. Then Ole Miss, it felt like the wheels fell off, you know.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Last year, what are you talking about? Ole Two Miss? Two years ago?
1: Uh, Ole Miss going undefeated for starting out of the season. Didn't they start eight and zero? Oh, or seven and zero or something like that. You mean Ole Miss versus LSU? No, no, no. Just two teams separate. Oh, like gotcha, two, gotcha. Yeah. I was
0: thinking head to head.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, when you said momentum, I thought about teams with momentum last year. Gotcha, gotcha. Ole yeah. Miss had it, you know. We but we kept saying yeah, and then as soon as they lost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. So I'm afraid about that with both of these programs that this could kind of push it push that narrative and like you said it kind of gets in between your ears that and you start getting the locker room separated a little bit and you know wanting a new new quarterback or something like that you know you never know you never know how this thing's gonna play out so it's a very very pivotal game for both of these programs because like you said it's still an opportunity to get back on the wagon and say hey we messed up last week, but we are a top ten team, so let's show everybody and, and they still control their destiny. That's what's crazy, you know. Yeah. Kentucky could win out and still go to a, a, a college football playoff. Mizzou could win out and go to an SEC championship. So there's they're they're not out by no means, but they it's a lot tougher if you lose this weekend. So mm. yeah, it's a it's a big one and momentum's real.
0: Let me ask you this though. Now, before you finish, because I, I don't want you to cut me off here, because it, it might seem like an easy answer, but who you got more confidence in, Brady Cook, Devin Leary. And I said, don't cut me off. I know you're thinking about you, it. You cut yourself no, off. <laughs> I, know, I was, I was waiting for you to cut me off. Uh, it's in Lexington. Yeah. It's a night game. And, you know, a week ago, that would have been 10 out of 10. Very easy. Brady Cook. Obviously, you got more. Yeah. And, hell, Devin Leary struggled. Let's call it what it is he is he has been kind of a dud mm-hmm. for Kentucky but again this is at home this is a night game and what i don't think this is going to ruin brady by any means but he made two critical mistakes against LSU and it was basically the difference in the game yeah. now they don't they're not even in that game without brady cook right. so i'm not saying he's the reason he's the sole reason they lost it but his two picks one was a pick six one gave LSU a ton of momentum uh, who do you got more confidence in after having a rough his that was his first really rough game since he got hot uh, whereas Devin Leary you know he's been consistently kind of up and down but they're going to need him in this one Who who do you have more confidence in Brady Cook or Devin Leary in this specific matchup Saturday night in Lexington
1: yeah that's a good one and you know I've I've kind of been going around on this game, kind of trying to figure out who, who, just trying to figure out how they're going to mesh together Saturday. You know, just uh, because you got to see Kentucky go down there. And again, there was moments in that game. They had opportunities, Leary, especially if he, if he could have kind of just had that game, you know, I'm not saying that they would have won, but it would have been a lot more competitive than it was. And then I go over to, to cook and, and, Granted, he's playing great. He's playing out of his damn mind. Um, I, I think he's I think he is the right pick for, for quarterback there in Mizzou. But then you start saying, well, who have they played? You know, because we're just talking about how shitty LSU's defense is. And then, mm-hmm. okay, is Kansas State good? Is Memphis good? You know, we start going through this. And, and in your mind, you're like, well, what if they're not? Almost
0: like your Ole Miss example. That's, yeah. They had yeah. lost to LSU, and that was the beginning of the end for them. Right.
1: So that's 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 where I'm kind of at. Now, if you're asking about confidence, I'm strongly leaning toward Cook because – He's played in the big games, you know. He, I don't think he lost that game against LSU. I yeah. mean, he can't play defense. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe that he did everything he could do to put his team in the in the. Even, I mean, forget the pick at the end. I mean, you know, it was yeah. it was a kind great of forcing game. it. Yeah, they they needed Leary, to play. Leary hasn't, and, and now some of them incompletions were receiver drops, drops which yeah. we've talked about, but. There were still some really bad throws, too. So uh, confidence, I'm going Cook.
0: And this is an interesting game, it seems like, annually. It seems like yeah. whole field doesn't always matter. Right. Uh, Records don't matter. Right. It, it, and it oftentimes goes down to the wire last year. Of course, that stupid punt went yeah. backwards 50 yards and a roughing and all that.
1: Only difference, though, I feel like more people are going to be tuned into it this year than they have in the years past. Right. You know, so it's not one of those games that flies under the radar and you're like, oh, Kentucky lost to who? You know? Or, or you know, it, it, it's not going to be like one of those. And it seems like this this game, there's always something, you know? I, I, yeah. We
0: talked about the punt. Uh, uh, there was one, remember one year, I think the, it was Kentucky. They, they had not, like, completed a pass in that damn game. And then they had to go, like, 80 yards, and they completed, like, four of them. I think I have that right, and one was like a real bad push-off, and they scored a touchdown. Like
1: a pass interference in the end zone or but something? But they didn't call yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's always
0: something. That's what I'm saying. It's like
1: we always talk about this game after the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe there's a little curse up there. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> if The winner of this game, though, I think I already asked you this, but confidence level that they can finish second in the East. Yeah, I mean we yeah something similar earlier this week. Um, I think particularly, I guess what I'm really trying to say is if Missouri wins on the road, I think they don't they won't lock it up. That's that's going too far. But they host Tennessee. Yeah, they still got to play Georgia, which obviously tough. But I think they will take a massive, massive step. And again, we're not playing for second. Nope. You know that's not should be our goal here. But when we go from can't even finish with a winning record to second in the East. Yeah. I think that would be a major, major accomplishment for drinking company.
1: Yeah. Well, we, well, you referenced last week, these guys were undefeated, but not battle tested. Right. Both of them got battle tested and Mm -hmm. both of them are watching that film all week and watching the mistakes they made to, to come out with a loss there. And, and I think sometimes you, you learn more in a loss than you would a win. So uh but how do you bounce back? That's that's where coaching is gonna come in, you know, is is you, you know, I and and that's one thing I don't like about Kentucky right now is is I think we're in the news and the media right now with with the wrong stuff. You know, we're not talking about the players, we're not talking about this game, we're talking about NIL and the future and Mark said this. Well, who cares? You know, that's not Drink removed himself from conversations early this season, yeah he wanted all his focus on his players, and so uh, they don't become the the story. let the kids become the story so mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about n i we got plenty of time to talk about n i l so um i I just think that that this is a big week, and you can't have those kind of lingering distractions floating around.
0: so I asked you a lot about the quarterbacks though which um which receiver group these are, these, are <laughs> two, easy. these are two talented ones. I know, but it's not even close. Who, who has a better game, you think? Mizzou. Mizzou. I mean,
1: it's not just... It's a true three-headed monster now, you know, up there. They mm-hmm. have got some dudes. Absolute beast. Kentucky Luther, does too. Yeah, but they ain't got a Luther, you know. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, I, I the closest one, I guess, would be neighbors, you know. Uh, you may throw Leggett in there, but... But even him, he got shut down. I don't think you ever shut down Luther,
0: right? Have you seen Barry and Britton? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, no. And then Weiss. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think he's he's uh, he's kind of I don't know. He's kind of becoming that, like Randy Moss. Uh, what was the other kid that was up there with him? The one that was there forever, Chris Carter. Oh yeah. Remember kind of when those yeah, guys were yeah. going around? It kind of feels like a, that kind of combination, you know?
4: Yep. Yeah, disappointed but not devastated. I think it's the best way to describe it. I think we were all disappointed in the outcome, but we were not uh, devastated. We understand as competitors. Um, that's the thing about this league. Every week you, you're going to go out there and you're going to compete. You got to lay it on the line, and that doesn't guarantee you the result you want. Um, but you got to get yourself back up. You got to pick yourself back up, and you got to put it back together again. And um, you know that's that's life. That, that's that's life. Um, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, as the Rocky quote goes. Right? It's about getting hit and, and getting back up and moving forward, and that's what we got to do. And the real challenge is uh, we, we got to do the exact we got to do our process better because we didn't get the result we want. We got to improve uh, specifically in Toughness Tuesday. We got to be better on our Toughness Tuesday and in situational football. But it still doesn't guarantee us a result. Like we're going to go lay it on the line, and and we'll see what it is.
1: Devin can make some of those crazy throws we've seen him make, and then miss some wide open guys as badly as he has. Is there something mechanical that's going on there differently? What, what did the film kind of show? Well,
2: oh, um, some sometimes it is his feet or his footwork, you know, and and you know sometimes it's you know he him maybe expecting a receiver to run at run out at a different angle, and um, you know, there's. So there's some little things and and, and there's some that you just have to make i mean you know he doesn't need me to sit here and make an excuse for him he's he's a big boy and he he owns it and you know just like everybody else on our team um you know you have to have the courage to see the areas that you need to improve on and and you have to own it
0: well i tell you who doesn't have that Florida, South Carolina. <laughs> well, that's maybe that's not fair. You said Leggett, yeah, Juice Wells, but it sounds like he's doubtful for this game. Shane,
1: Wait, is there a chance Juice comes back? Yeah. What did he? What kind of surgery you have? Did he have the broken bone
0: room? in his? I, I don't. Oh, I don't know man. specifically, but broken bone in his foot.
1: Oh, I didn't expect him back so soon. So
0: I mean, he may even play in this in this one. God, but man, I don't man. think it's likely that he plays in this one. Yeah, but I think he will play at some point. Um, but remember, we talked about the efficiencies the other day. <laughs> Florida thirteen on off, uh, thirteen on offense. Yeah. South Carolina eleven on defense. This mm-hmm. is a scoring efficiency. South Carolina fourteenth on offense. Florida fifth on so major advantage. Only one advantage, but a lot of down units in this matchup. One in seven, the Gators are on the road in the Billy Napier era. And have you seen this, Shane? emphasis on sleep yeah. let's kick it over to billy napier
2: if any of you guys made into your process of going on the road yeah and you mentioned slow starts do you have some data you 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 have that on starts on the road versus navy at home
1: yeah no i think um you know we're going to try to get to columbia a little bit earlier this week
4: we've we're tweaking our schedule on thursday um You know, we're going to put a huge emphasis on sleep Wednesday night and then, uh, you know, things that – just little things. I mean, I think we're going to arrive to the stadium a little earlier. All these things are typical quality control, you know, that we do.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy, so is the sleep. Edge, if he goes to the Gators, oh my God. could they win this it sounds one? Sounds like my
1: dad going on vacation with us. Like,
0: <laughs> we'll get there eight, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, my, my favorite is my father-in-law. He goes to, like, his favorite restaurant is the Golden Crow, the Golden yeah. Trough. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's timed this thing. So, like, whenever we go... We got to go at a certain time, mm-hmm. like we're catching the tail end of lunch, and <laughs> so we could get the lunch prices, but the dinner entrees. Oh, uh, man. It's like, and they're just changing one slop to another. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, but they're steak, you know? So, but anyway, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, this, yeah. So the sleep, whatever. I,
0: again, is this what they should be fucking focusing no, on? No,
1: they need to be focusing on offense you know offensive production how do you uh i don't know how do you mimic what you did against the tennessee volunteers how do you bounce back because vanderbilt was a win but it didn't feel like a bounce back it didn't feel like i I didn't get the warm fuzzies inside you know and now you're going to hostile territory where uh, you know columbia i don't care i don't care what weakness south carolina has they play with 12 players on the field it feels, feels like sometimes if that place gets juiced up enough so right. and it will be they'll be ready
0: but this game shane is i think you know we've talked about how critically important it is because florida is i mean hell we're we're still even kind of like wait and see on billy napier mm-hmm. and i think that's fair because i don't think he's shown anything outside of that tennessee game that yeah. shows you that he's going to be some elite coach now uh south carolina I really like Shane Beamer. They've overachieved two years in a row, but this has been a down year. Yeah. Of course, maybe that's the schedule. And it's the month of, I think it's November, They all all games at home. So, I mean, they could finish strong again. But this is two programs, Shane, kind of like stuck in neutral, I feel yeah. like. And we've kind of talked about that. Whoever loses, you're probably going to backslide. Whoever wins doesn't guarantee anything, but it could be a launching to a great second half. Um. Who do you think needs this one more? And uh, th- does that play any edge you think in this ball game? Because, Mike, I mean, we say must win on every damn game, but this feels like a, this feels like you have to win it. Otherwise, somebody's getting. And I'm not even saying head coaches, but no. like coordinators or somebody. Somebody's losing their job. I feel like, and it's not because you lose this game, but it's because if you lose this one, you may lose like four of your next six and not make a bowl right yeah well
1: we talked about florida really needing this one um because the because of the scheduling but then you could easily flip over and and look at south carolina um must i i, I think the answer is just both of them <laughs> both of them can't win Right. but you can't come out here as a south carolina coach and pump the fans up about a two and three and say we're the best, you know, three, three loss program in the country. That's basically what the narrative. We're two and four if they lose this. Yeah. Well, then you can't say it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like right now it's like, Hey, well, look who they were in this situation and blah, blah, blah but uh you lose this one then then all of a sudden all that other shit you said is just a joke and they're digging up those old video clips and they're throwing up you know it's just we're kind of in that little that little area with both of these teams and and I'm with you if I'm if I'm pinpointing a like must win I think South Carolina's got a little bit easier path to a bowl game than Florida does they're going to have to have they're going to have to have this one so I'm going to go uh, the gators
0: Shane, here you are halfway through uh, season three. How would you assess the state of the program right now, and is it about where you thought you would be when you first showed up here as head coach?
2: I think uh, the state of the program is fantastic right now. Uh, Are we happy with being two and three? No. Uh, Did we expect to be two and three? No. Um, Am I discouraged, or do I feel like we've had any kind of step back? No. Um, You know, not to – You know, go back to the last two years, but based on the way most of you guys projected us the last two seasons, we, without a doubt, overachieved in 2021 and 2022. And um, now I think the natural progression that people think in their minds is, okay. they won seven and they won eight. Now they're just supposed to win ten or nine, and we still may. Who knows? You know, there's a lot of football left. But uh, I look at just the the big picture, Gene, as far as everything, where we were when I got here in December of 2020, uh, what we've done from a culture standpoint, what we've done from a recruiting standpoint since we got here, uh, the success that we've had on the field. And I get it. I mean, ultimately, I'm judged uh, season to season, but week to week and uh you're judged on wins and losses and right now in 2023 we're not good enough because we're, we're two and three but you know I also look at the big picture as far as the progress that we have made since we got here uh the football that's still left to be played in this season as well um you know i see a group of guys that that love one, being around one another in this program players coaches and staff i see the way they compete out there on the practice field uh, i see the the guys that I see the recruiting progress that we've made where each year has been better and better from a recruiting standpoint. I see the young freshmen that we're playing right now. I see the kids that are, the young men that are seniors in high school right now that'll be a part of this program next year, as well as the guys that are juniors in high school right now that are really excited about what we're doing. So I couldn't be more fired up, not necessarily fired up about being two and three, uh, but could not be more fired up about the future. And and, uh, you know, in my mind, this is, I'm thinking long-term, and again, I get it. You don't get like a six-year rebuilding plan as well. I understand that. You're coaching at the highest level, and you're expected to win. But I also know uh, how far we've come since December 2020 and that we're just scratching the surface of where we're going to be as a program also. Do you think
0: it's fair, though, for Shane Beamer, because he was asked this week about mm-hmm. the state of the program, for any Gamecocks – not to say they're going to be out on Shane Beamer. That's crazy talk. But will they be saying, are we sure we're going in the right direction if we if we lose this game? Do you, do you think that's fair or not? Well, I don't like the way he answers
1: some of these questions. I don't know if you've even played the clip, but there's one that's floating around where he's he's basically saying, you know, we're further along now than you guys thought we were. Yep. You know, you don't want that from your coach. I, I get it. We all know it, you know, and, but you can't, you can't rely on your last two seasons and say, hey, well, last two years we've always started out slow, but we finished strong. And then you got media tops throwing out these, these, what do they call it, October or whatever? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get that, but all that goes out the window if you lose to the Florida Gators, and then you're just you're a gimmick. You're a,
0: you're you know you're, you're just a, a. But is there something, maybe we're overlooking the fact that uh, you know they've had two weeks to prepare, they're really mm-hmm. banged up, yeah, so they have time to rest, and they this is a this is a coaching staff that gets very creative. They're going to have some wrinkles, and you know I think that South. Uh, South Carolina at Tennessee. I think I was an out... Well, clearly that was an outlier based on the rest of the season for Rattler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think as well as Florida's played on defense in Columbia, I don't think they can get after Spencer like that. Mm-mm. So I think he's going to have a lot more success. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll have... And with Dow Loggins, you know, a couple games under his belt, you know, maybe they'll adjust a couple things to help the offensive line and things of that nature. So... Are we putting enough stock in the fact that Carolina's had two weeks to prepare? Really good coaching staff. Yeah. They they do not have an elite roster. I don't care what anybody says. And they haven't had one, yet no. they find ways yeah. to beat a Clemson, to beat Tennessee, right. to beat A&M. They, they win these games. Um, are we talking enough about that, do you think?
1: I think we will if they win this one. I think, again, we just – you and I, it's so funny because we hear it all the time about how – there's a lot of people that don't like Shane beamer outside mm. of Columbia just about everybody hates Shane beamer but for what he's been able to do with that program since he got there I mean we were all out on him when he got i mean if if you pull up the clips we we told you this was a terrible hire and you know what is South Carolina doing now but we quickly realized that he was perfect fit for this for this community he's a perfect fit for the kind of what do you call it a uh, climate that they want to have you know the, the the culture you know he's he's a culture coach and the players love him yeah. and and that's why he's able to get some of these kids through the transfer portals because when they get there they realize that this is a coach I want to play for you know what i'm saying not just because of the money mm-hmm. and and all the all the stuff that comes with it so uh, i think this is a little bit more of a slower build than some of these other programs. But if they hang in there, South Carolina is going to have Beamer forever. You know, he may be one of those coaches that you start hearing pop up in other programs when they start opening up, like a Michigan State or something like that, you know.
0: And I think if you, if everybody hates your coach, that's a good thing. That's awesome. You know, I, I, everybody hates Nick Saban, except Bamba people. I mean, people Kirby Smart, Steve Spurrier. Spurrier. You know, yeah. They're, they don't like Josh Heupel now. He's too fat. No. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> he's running the score up on your ass. That's why you don't like him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. On and on. But I just think it's so fascinating because even Billy Napier, Shane, he was asked too about, you know, kind of sort of like the state of his program. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll play these clips, but um, it's just, it's wild that we had this one game in the middle of the year. And basically, there's two coaches are having to answer the same question. And this this was a little weird, but I didn't actually hear it, but I just see it. And I, I got it. He's like, I think there's some clouds i I can't see the top of the mountain yet, but I would say uh we're we're halfway there it's and he says it's easy to get three quarters of the way there a lot of people get that far, but the ability to put your blinders on when the air gets thin becomes more challenging the terrain the t- the temperature all these little small things happen right in front of you uh and it's and it's hard to focus and if you slip you fall and and it's a long way to the bottom Billy said this, yeah, oh my God. So Ugh. he's sleeping and he's climbing mountains mm. What book did he read that out of? You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> uh, it's like that Doug Smiley used to say, you know, he'd look in that mirror and he says, uh, you're good enough, you're smart enough, <laughs> and doggone it, people like you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, but this is, the, this is the thing. These 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 little sayings and stuff, I'm not a big fan of them because we got to remember I lived with Butch Jones for a little while, but it's it's these get drugged back up if you lose, you know they're like right. you know the memes. I can already see them. They've already been doing the mountain memes and everything, the sleep <laughs> memes. They're gonna be floating around. So if Florida, loot now, make them delete it. You know what I'm saying? Come out here and win, then they delete it, and your coach is a hero,
0: right? Well, I'll tell you what, Shane. The, the audience can be a hero by going to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code that SEC. That's T H A T S E C over at mybookie. All new accounts, Shane, and we got a new deal yep. by mybookie. So check this out: no strings attached, cash bonus, two hundred bucks. All you got to do is go to mybookie, put in that promo code that SEC, and they'll give you. Instant two hundred dollars wait cash say that again. Head on over. It's called the two hundred cash bonus. Okay, over at mybookie.ag today. Uh Promo code that sec no strings attached. Cash bonus two hundred bucks to bet with today over at (sighs) mybookie and fade cousin Shane's lock. My wife signing up tonight. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. So that's mybookie.ag today promo code that sec. Go to mybookie, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Only with mybookie. If I if I keep losing money, I might as well make it back in free bonuses. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and don't forget, we're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Head on over to PrizePicks.com with that promo code SEC. You'll receive. Receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks for our daily fantasy picks, Shane. And not only college football, but they got NFL. I think NBA is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. There's a little baseball still going on, but we love it for those college football selections. And I'm fired up. I got some. I got some winners this week, Shane. I'm, I'm keeping them in my back pocket. <laughs> but head on over to Prize Picks SEC promo code. Hundred percent deposit match up to hundred bucks. And the Rogue Shop. Don't forget, Shane, RogueShop.com, same promo, SEC. Get you 10% off your entire order over at the Rogue Shop. This is CBD, THC, Delta 8, Delta 9. Delta, you going to have a good time. if <laughs> You head on over to RogueShop.com, and don't forget that promo code, SEC. 10% off your entire order, and free shipping. You spend over 100 bucks with our friends over at the RogueShop.com, promo code SEC. That'll help you sleep, Billy. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion no need to settle for the usual twisted tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering on your favorite sec team twisted tea the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football keep it twisted all right how about this matchup shane auburn at lsu Mm -hmm. and auburn's another one they've had two weeks to prepare yeah rested we'll see what kind of wrinkles Hugh, you know he was he was a trickster yeah, He's a trickster. You just never know what you can get with old Hugh. He's going to have something cooked up, I really do feel, yeah. for this LSU defense. And they got no answers on defense. Nope. And we're starting to see some answers on Auburn's offense. So I'm very intrigued in this matchup, Shane. Uh, I believe the last time – I mean, Auburn has not won an LSU in like 20-something years. Yeah. till the last time. Hmm. Maybe we got a little streak going here. And I wouldn't put it past LSU. I know they got a – Outstanding offense, but I can't remember if it was you or someone else. I have so many of these conversations. Was it a really good quote? (laughs) Then, if it is, it was me definitely. (laughs) When you when you have no defense and you're forcing the issue every time on offense, yeah, and you have you know you have to score, otherwise you may lose this game. I mean, that's it's gotten that bad at LSU. So who knows? I mean, that's that's a drop. That's a that's a fumble. That's a a miscue here, miscue there, a hold here, a hold there, derails the whole thing. Again, I'm I'm looking for ways for Auburn to be competitive in this game, and I don't I don't think it's that hard to find. I think Auburn has an outstanding shot with two weeks to prepare, and the trickster Hugh Freeze coming off. Uh, I know LSU just got a big emotional win on the road, mm-hmm. but uh, this is this is one of the spread I don't agree with plus. Or minus 11 for – I know LSU's really good. Yeah. They're at home. But uh, I really like Auburn and the points here. What, what about you?
1: <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll give you my score tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I but, feel like I'm already yeah. <laughs> cutting ahead, but I'm just excited <laughs> for this game. Uh, well, what I like about it on the Auburn side – is I really do think out of out of all the defenses that that LSU's played that this is going to be the the most sound one. Right. Um and they have done an excellent job in keeping every quarterback here lately that they come that comes to town in check. So mm-hmm. And on the opposite side of this, you know, you're looking at okay, well, w- let's look at LSU's losses. Which which ones did they come to? One of the things that they really struggled with was a mobile quarterback and then you got yeah. arguably the fastest one coming into town this week. So, yep. Um the recipe will be simple. It will be keep keep away and keep the chains moving, Dr- you know, just kind of one drive per quarter. If if Hugh could do one drive per quarter, then then they'll be tickled pink. So, I, I think that's where we're at, and, and like you said, I think this is going to be a closer game than what Vegas thinks because um, I just
0: I think they match up well together, right? And strength on strength, we want to talk getting up that mountain, Shane. <laughs> I mean, this is a game where if he wins it, I mean, it's not like they have arrived, yeah. but that will build him so much goodwill. Absolutely, that, I mean, he's already got it, but it's like people will be like, "This is our guy." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I see it now. It. Uh, this is this. Well, we we said this in the off season.
1: There's going to be a game, maybe two, that Hugh can come up and surprise the world. And they nearly did it to Georgia. Nearly did it to Georgia. Could do it to, to LSU. There's still some very winnable games on their schedule, and this may be the one. And after that he's going to be going to all those NIL dinners and, you know, saying Hey, write them checks. You want to be good. Let's be like, you know, take like Stoops and say, Hey, pay them, you know?
0: Yep. So, yeah. And so what's your thoughts on that too, Shane, with just, I mean, you kind of alluded to it there, but you know, Auburn's running attack, Mm -hmm. they could really have a field day with LSU. I mean, where, where Auburn really sucks is passing. Yeah. And that's, where lsu sucks to stop in the past yeah so i'll be curious i mean there's a chance that lsu kind of bows up against the run mm-hmm. and if they do then then auburn could be in trouble yeah i mean is, is there a chance maybe we're just discrediting lsu who this kind of happened to them last year too shane they lost to florida state they got whooped by tennessee and i was thinking god brian kelly oh <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna make it, and then they turn around and win the West. Yeah, you know what I mean. So maybe there's something to be said for in season adjustments and momentum and all that. Um, is there a chance LSU blows their doors off? There's a, yeah, there's a really good chance. Yeah.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's kind of like what I felt like the Georgia Kentucky game last week. Ooh. It was like there's a chance this is really close, and maybe Auburn sneaks up, or there's a shot here because the the worst thing that yeah. could happen to auburn is 2-3 score lead because they're just not going to be able to get it back they're right. not going to be able they're going to be forced to throw the ball they're going to kind of get away from the script and and once you do that it's it's too late because you don't have the weapons yet so yes there's a there's an opportunity and i think that's the key with lsu is last year we had the seesaws this year we've kind of had the seesaws but if you think about last season when they finally got dialed in you know they made a run and won the sec west so do they do that again so last week was a heartbreaker no i mean i'm sorry no they won but they've had some heartbreakers but you know this is a Still, I don't know. I think LSU fans are still a little upset that that even was a game last week. So, maybe they're considering that a down one. But you
0: put all that away if you come out here and you you beat up on Auburn. Right. I don't know. I just – I don't know if you're giving enough credit, Shane, to this Auburn offensive staff. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's the players. Players matter more yeah. than, than the coaches. But I think just Auburn's got a massive, massive advantage with Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery going against Matt House, a defensive coordinator. I mean, I think we're – Auburn's had two weeks, right? Two mm-hmm. weeks to think about this. So, there's mm-hmm. something to be said about that as well. Healthier. We're going to get some tricks. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get more touchdown Robbie. Either that yeah. or maybe they – I mean, I feel like they would have already done it, but Peyton Thorne, give him what he's comfortable with. Yeah. You know, to skew it a little bit more to, to what he wants to do. But I want to see more touchdown Robbie. I really do, too. I mean, I want to see him start. Yeah. yeah. And just throw him out there. LSU won't be prepared for it, I don't think and just kind of see where that goes. Absolutely. I mean, again, this team struggles with mobile quarterbacks,
1: so why? And Thorne's mobile, too. I don't want to say he's not. I mean, he had that huge run against Georgia, but, you know, Touchdown Robbie is just a freaking track star. And if he could just figure it out, and that's what drives me nuts a little bit with some of these quarterbacks. You, uh, Mississippi State's another one with Mike Wright. It's like, why? you know, why haven't you just given it? Uh, like – let them play a game, not just a series, because I I, I would imagine that's just too much pressure on the guy. Mm. But if you came out kind of like Alabama and South Florida and say, "Hey, listen, we're going to give you a shot this week," you know what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose if you're Auburn? What do you got to lose if you're Mississippi State? So it's like, let's let these kids play.
0: Yeah, and look at this, Shane. I mean, this is gonna be a tough game. I'm not I'm not yeah. sugarcoating it and trying to be like, oh yeah, we beat we beat the brakes off LSU in Death Valley. You know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but. If they find a way, yeah, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, mm-hmm. and then two, only two road trips: Vanderbilt and Arkansas, both struggling. New Mexico State at home, and then Alabama at home. This is the point of the schedule we've been circled. Yep, this is again. Even if you drop this, you could you could still pick up momentum. But if you find a way to win this, I mean, this could skyrocket you. Yeah, to one hell of a close here. If you're the Auburn Tigers, I really do think.
1: Yeah, but again, if LSU hits on all cylinders, then you know you may be out of the game pretty
0: early. Yeah, <laughs> grab you something to eat. You
1: know, <laughs> beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that may be the case. We get in this one, Shane. Arkansas at Alabama, mm-hmm. big, big uh, mismatch of one team trending down, one team trending up. What is the path? to the Razorbacks making this competitive ball game in Tuscaloosa.
1: Well, they've been competitive in every game they've played. Yeah. And and they've played some really good teams. Alabama's going to be right there with them. And
0: I kind of hate it because – Now, does that help you or hurt you, though? Because you're like, God, we're playing – not to say they're playing fantastic, but they're – I think it's four quarter man. Four-quarter yeah. games and you keep losing.
1: Right. if. But it's still confidence. You're not getting blown out. Yeah. If if you're in the game, then when you go to the locker room, you say, "Hey, man, if we if we focus on this, this, and this, we could have won the game." You know, it, you can convince me because we were right there with them. So, um, you know, one thing that we're going to keep hearing over and over and over again is this Alabama team is beatable. Right. How many times have people said that? They this is who not, said that?
0: Yeah. I swear.
1: I, I'm again I, I'm not gonna use the word decaying dynasty or anything like that, but this is what you're telling your players is we can beat this team. And you can believe it, because up to this point they've not had a just a an Alabama type win, you know what I'm saying? They've they've had some really close matchups, including last week. So yeah, I think Arkansas is desperate for a signature win. Desperate life support. You know what I'm saying? They need mm-hmm. it. And all that shit we talked about, Sam and Dan Enos, and all of that goes away if you beat Alabama. So I'm mm-hmm. saying it's gonna happen, but damn, you know, it'd be it'd be pretty wild if it did.
0: I'll tell you the path to getting it done. Arkansas, number one in the SEC in forcing turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna come down to, Shane. They need the defense to bow up. You're not going to just steamroll them or anything. Right. Not in Tuscaloosa, but you for. I mean, we've seen it. Jalen Mineral he'll throw up a couple gifts. Yeah. You know? Uh, you, you do that. You have KJ some short fields. You're right, because Arkansas, I know they're getting sacked like crazy. I mean, that we right. can't get around that. But they have moved the ball effectively. They just get down to the red zone. They can't punch it in. You yeah. got to punch it in. Yeah. I would go for it every fourth down. Yeah, if I'm Sam Pittman, and I know that's burned them this year, but I guess Bama, you got to do it. Right, you got to force some turnovers. You got to convert when you have the opportunities, and that's your path. And that, then you're right. I mean, we got to we got to get Rocket going too. Yeah. But I don't know how we do that with this offensive line. You know, I'm with just receiver or something.
1: I don't know if you're religious or anything, but you need <laughs> to say your prayers for KJ because he is about <laughs> to run run for his life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because every Every Saturday, it's just been a gauntlet. It just seems like, you know what I'm saying? Like the source quarterback I told you about. KJ's (laughs) always at the top of that list. And seeing what this front four did against Texas A&M, you know, I am – I am worried about his, his life. I'm worried. I mean, any type of padding you got, you ever see these guys running around now? Like when, when I was in school, it's like, you couldn't have, you had to have knee pads. You had to have hip pads. You had to have, like, you were all padded up. You know what I'm saying? Now I see them and they're, they're basically wearing shorts you know, and and no shoulder pads and stuff. KJ needs to be the opposite. He, they need to pad him up mm-hmm. like that kid off little giants, you know, yeah. just, just <laughs> he needs, cause they're going to be coming at him and he's going to have a ton of hits in this game. But if they're going to win, it's going to have to be because of him. He's going right. to have to just do his KJ stuff, find, find the plays we didn't think was there, you know. And this offensive line, man, if they've been jumbling and moving it, they just – if for some reason they figure it out this week, it, it would be ideal for this program.
0: Now, this is not how anyone would have scripted it, Shane. Yeah. But, you know, all offseason we looked at this schedule and we said, bye, guys at LSU, a in Arlington, at Ole Miss, at Bama. That's four very realistic losses. Yeah. But the problem was they lost BYU to start it. Yeah. If they turn around and somehow, some way beat Bama, so they still got the four losses, but they won the one they really yeah. want. Do you think fans, I mean, there's no way they could have known that, but do you think they'd be happy? They'd be like, we lost, we did lose four in a row, but we got the one. We Dude, you know, like yeah. I think that flips the script completely.
1: Beating Bama on the road, he'll be kissing babies at the
0: airport. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> Whenever they rolled in, get her done, yes, sir. You know when he shows up at the airport, be kissing babies. You know, getting photos because the rest are so winnable. Yes, the back half of Arkansas' schedule, Sam has a real opportunity. We we were hoping that we would. Get one or two in that little – definitely BYU. That should never have happened. But, you know, get one or two of these that these really tough games. Yeah. But the second half, you know, it's like you talk about Rocktober, man. They got an opportunity here just to almost win out, you know.
0: Right. I Yeah, I think they, they still could, especially the way they, they're so competitive. But
1: on the other side, I don't want to just, again, pile up on Arkansas. I mean, you got Alabama that kind of figured it out last week. You know what I'm saying? What did they do moving forward? Yeah. You know, if if Jalen had an opportunity, I mean, if he had a field day against Texas A&M, imagine what he's going to do with the secondary of Arkansas.
0: Let me ask you this, though. Do you think this is a week where we learn a lot about Bama? Because I, I just thought of this. Because it wasn't just me. I know people, and for good reason, because I got a big mouth yeah. and, and I ran it quite <laughs> extensively. But I was not alone. Yeah, There was many, many Many people picked A and M to win that game, yeah. And you know, for a fact, that got back yeah. to Nick Saban and company, and that probably lit a fire under their ass. Not my my comments, but bigger names right. saying it. That got back to them, and I I bet you that motivated them to go whoop some ass. Yeah, and they did. Yeah. There's not going to be anyone saying, "By God, Arkansas can take them." To, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is a team still. I don't know if you want to say figuring themselves out, but but maybe there's there's a real regression, and we got these jokers, you know, yeah. what I mean? and they don't they don't bring that a game, and they struggle like a South Florida, like a an Ole Miss, you know, what I mean, like if that happens, and even if they win, let's say they win by like ten points, yeah, I think I I think I'd be a big red flag that Alabama is still trying yeah. to find its footing. Would you buy that?
1: I'd buy that and you know one thing about Alabama especially in the off season one of the things I was worried about was locker room leadership yeah you know it, it never felt like this was a a team led by a few key players you know there were some big names in there there was some obviously some influencers but I don't know after that game That was a very emotional win during the Ole Miss one. That was a very emotional win versus versus Texas A&M. It feels like these kids are kind of growing up a little bit. They're they're coming together as a unit and playing as a unit, and that's what makes them scary and dangerous. And if they could come out here and continue that and steamroll a team like Arkansas – then nobody's saying this is the year you can get Bama. They're gonna say they're back. You know what I'm right. saying? And so they're right there at the fork in the road. They can choose either one. And you're damn right he's used you as motivation. Your clown photo is probably pasted somewhere in the <laughs> locker room, you know. So they they, they see it. They Paul know.
0: probably sent it to him. You know, oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> I
1: mean you're on Fine Bomb all week, but not on Fine Bomb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they know you down in Bama. But Sometimes that's what you need because a lot of these kids were probably told their entire lives how great they are. Yeah. And they've not been told by by a clown how how bad they can be. And they've been playing like shit. So now they're starting to come back together. These last two wins were huge. And I just like seeing that after the game, just them coming together. It was like a big win for them.
0: Yeah. All right, last one, Shane. Georgia at Vanderbilt. And I can sum this one up really well. I saw a stat. I haven't fact-checked this. I probably should have, but Vanderbilt has mm-hmm. not scored an offensive touchdown on Georgia in five years. <laughs> Damn. Is that true?
1: No, I don't know. We'll take it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking it.
0: at it. Last year, 55-0. Yeah. 62-0 year before. COVID year, so no game. 30-6. And then this other one, 41-13. But I don't know how they got that 13. I, I don't know. But – Mm. still it doesn't matter it doesn't matter
1: this is uh i don't know what to say to that Uh, it's i mean clearly you're not thinking vanderbilt has a shot here i'm not i i think the, the biggest story out of this game is is going to be the georgia bulldogs you know, they had that big win last last, and, and and you you don't want them to kind of repeat some of the games they had prior, some of those rough, sluggish starts right out of the gate, where we had to have some sort of halftime adjustment. I, I think you know when you say sixty three zero, that's exactly what we're expecting to see in this ball game. So, um, Clark Lee, I mean Coach Lee, his job's to 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 obviously mess that narrative up, but. I guess that's really. Is there anything else that you want to see out of this one? What time's this played at? Nine or something? Eight? They playing it on Thursday. Getting it over
0: with. What what is the? What time's this game? Dude, this will. You'll laugh at this. This is on CBS.
1: Get out of here!
0: I swear to God. What? They're, this is the CBS. I don't know why they did this. The double header. So they're at noon, and then Tennessee A and M's three thirty.
1: What? That's so do- – who else is – what's what's the times on the games this week? I weekend?
0: guess they – I guess CBS wanted to go to Nashville. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> had shit to do that weekend, I've heard.
0: Arkansas-Bama's also at noon.
1: Arkansas-Bama's at noon.
0: Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Florida-South Carolina at 3.30. Yeah. And then the two night games, Auburn-LSU-Mizzou at Kentucky. Huh. So
1: – Well, I'm glad they didn't put Mizzou and Kentucky at noon.
0: Yeah, that's true. But also, I would be like, that's significant. I mean, every other game is more, CBS. more worthy of CBS. Yeah, Gary's not going to do that one. So <laughs> it's the only CBS you want to watch. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to close it, brother. You got anything before we hop off the line? Oh, wait, one oh, thing. Hey. Uh, Ken Seals still looking. Like he may be the quarterback. AJ Swan, though upgraded. He's day to day, so yeah, he he may suit up. He gives him a fighting shot.
1: I don't mean to be mean to Vanderbilt. I know, I know they get picked on a lot and stuff, but I I don't I don't want to make up shit. You know, I don't want to just you know one of the things that drives me nuts is when you get coach out here talking about how good. U.T. Chattanooga is and and whatnot. There's some things in this game I'm looking for. Like you said, quarterback, does Ken keep that job? Does does Swan come back? And, you know, one thing, this has been a decent offense, not a great offense, but a decent offense, and they can put points on the board. Yeah. And uh, I think it would be a big moral victory to keep this thing close. You know, they need it. But – to think that we're going to see a ball game, I'm I'm not convinced. It's 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 just too tough. There's, I feel bad because Vanderbilt, I feel like has missed too many opportunities this season. They've kind of did it to themselves. So yeah, but you know, you're rebuilding. You're rebuilding the stadium. You're rebuilding that. The, you know, that's what that's. It's a full rebuild. You know, <laughs> yeah. so there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, and 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 I will say one thing that is encouraging with Vanderbilt is they are finding a few playmakers. We got to see one last week. Um, you know, we, we saw one right out of the season opener, some new guy emerged and he's fast as hell. You know, it's just like, you're, you're seeing some of these guys starting to pop off that we weren't seeing the last five years, you know, talking about those losses that they had. So, um, yeah, there's, there's better, better times ahead, but sorry. (laughs) We ended on a sour note, didn't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, but uh, yeah, That's all I got. <laughs> that's
1: a tough build to swallow. Enjoy your work day here. <laughs> you know, it's like damn, You know, at least you're not Vanderbilt. So, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm just gonna stop talking. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey, tomorrow, uh, we're going live. Uh, Mike, five thirty. Okay with you? Do that, whatever you.
0: time you're here, we'll do yeah, it.
1: Yeah, let's try it. Let's shoot for 5 30 Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, be sure to get on there if you're curious what we're locking down. Mike is actually on a winning record. What, what are you like, five of six now? And you're
0: on your lock, so mm, I'm trying you? to think who did I know? I got Kentucky wrong last week. No, we suck at picks, so. four, four or six. Well,
1: see, that's not bad. Four six,
0: that's People. a winning four, record. Six. I'm one in 10, you know, so <laughs> and, uh,
1: i do, And uh, I think we're going to start tomorrow. So mm-hmm. uh, be sure to check us out. If you're not on YouTube, it's That SEC Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe. Also, if you do subscribe, take a screenshot a five-star review, email it to thatsecpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your team and, more importantly, your address, and we'll send you out a koozie. But turn those notifications on as soon as we go live. Uh, I love chatting with them. Yeah. We got some, I'm telling you, we got some dudes in there we got some dudes and girls that that are just hilarious. So be sure to get in there with that community. And uh, let's have some fun and drink some beer
0: tomorrow. You'd be surprised how many people reach out. No address. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I live. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls.